we all feel like, man, I didn't get this from the people that needed to help me when I needed it. And especially when it comes from your parents, you have this idea like, man, if they couldn't help me, if they couldn't show me the right way to get things done, then who's going to do that? How do I find it? A lot of the times I always think back to this, right? We're all shaped by the experiences that we've had in life, whether it's good, whether it's bad. And mainly those bad moments stick out to us, right? Just like you said, not being able to have your parents support and have people doubt you all the time. That's one of those things that's like, damn, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Why do people not look at me the way I want them to look at me, right? This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. And today we got a very special guest. Man, he's involved in a lot of regional Mexican music stuff. He's also an urban artist um, representing Vision 55. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, how's it going? Chapulín, born and raised in the northwest side of Chicago. You're from the north side? Yeah. What part? Uh, like Belmont Crayon. How the fuck did you end up working all the way over there, bro? It all started back in 2017, going into 2018. Um, I met Flex. He's the CEO of Vision 55. Um, he hit me up through Instagram, and he wanted me to edit some videos for him, and that's where everything kind of just started. So you were doing videography before you started, you know, diving straight into the music like that, or what? Yeah, I was. Um, I was doing a little bit of videography, a little bit of uh, graphic design, uh, taking pictures, um, and then I kind of just started doing music again. Um, when I got into Vision, I started my own band, um, and I hadn't, I think that the before the last band was about, like, 2015, 2016, before, uh, Vision 55, so I had, like, a little break, um, before I got into the company. You're so much more than just an artist, right? You know, you're, you help run that division of the urban division for all those artists. You event coordinate, uh, you do a lot of work with V Live, obviously, so go ahead and talk about how these roles have defined you as a person, you know, being an artist, being a leader of the division, as well as an event coordinator. I think it's, like, really built into, like, the character that I am today, the person I am. Uh, it made me a little bit, you know, stronger in, in knowing, like, a little bit of everything, like, the knowledge that I know. You know, I know how to do graphic design. I know how to uh, shoot music videos. I know how to um you know take pictures uh, uh organize events um we do a little bit of everything and you know that just that's just who i am like people know me as like oh chapulin like the artist chapulin the event organizer like you know the host the promoter you know and you know i just kind of built that name for myself you know over time we start to identify with a lot of these roles right so just like you said you start to identify as the videographer as the event coordinator as the artist and at first that's a hard thing to be able to do because you start these things and you're like I'm not really that good at it I don't feel comfortable telling people like oh I'm an artist or I do these events because you're like well who's really giving me the I would say the stamp right who's giving me the stamp and saying like yes this is what you do you have to kind of first believe it before anybody else does, right? Yeah. And just like Drake said in the song, uh, he's I forgot what song it is, but he says, you know, a boss is a role I've grown into. And 
that's something that I had to learn over time as well. You know, when we started the podcast, it was really me trying to figure out, okay, how confident am I saying, okay, yeah, this is what I do. Prior to Vision 55, who would you say Chapulín was? I think, you know, I was just a young kid who was, you know, trying to find himself. You know, I was, um, I had dropped out of high school, you know. I kind of didn't want to know what I wanted to do with life. Um, I kind of was just like in between, should I, you know, make music? Should I record? Should I do design? You know, it was, it was something that, like, it was just hard for me because I like doing everything, you know. Like, I enjoy doing music. I enjoy um, making flyers for people. I enjoy, you know, uh, shooting music videos. And it came to a point where I was just like, you know, why not do everything, you know, like a little bit of everything, have, you know, that knowledge in, in everything that, that I uh, know and I do, you know. So it just... Before Vision 55, I would say I was just, you know, just still trying to figure out myself. Um, when I came into Vision 55, I kind of just started um, growing my name as a designer. Um, and I think a lot of people know me more as a designer and a promoter than an artist or somebody who shoots music videos, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, oh, like Chapulín, like. How's it going with the music or Chapulinga? Like, do me a flyer, you know. So it's like, it's always something different depending who I'm, you know, speaking to. You know, for you, how do you feel like that's really impacted you, right? Because now these people are asking you, like, how are you doing? Um, more so in the sense that they're about to follow up with, damn, do this for me, right? And that's the kind of yes, it's your job, but at the same time it seems like you're most passionate about the music, right? I love music. Like, music, you know, completes the person I am today, you know? And I've been through, I would say, a lot of things in life as a young kid growing up. Um, and I felt like the music was like my therapy. It was always there for me, you know? So whenever I get a chance, you know, I go to the studio, record. You know, whenever I get a chance, I'll sit down and write music. You know, whatever, whatever has to do with music, like, whatever chance I see, like, that opens up for me to make music, I'll do it, you know? Sometimes, you know, like, I think, like, oh, yeah, like, I should just stick to music, you know, just make music full-time. But, you know, like, when I got into Vision, you know, it's graphic design and organizing events was something that, you know, I started doing at first, so... It's something that I can't, you know, let go of. What's one of those key moments that you feel like shaped you growing up? Because you, like you said, you've been through a lot, you know, prior to being an artist. I guess you said, right, you've been an artist since you were 10 years old. But during that period, obviously, there were traumatic moments, happy moments, shit that's happened to you that's really shaped the person you are. A key moment in life was um, my high school phase. You know, I was, you know, growing up, you know, just a Chicago kid being in the street doing bad stuff. Doing hood rat shit with your friends. I feel like we all go through that phase where you're, you're just doing bad stuff and, you know, getting home late, you know, not listening to your parents, you know, but um, I had my moments with my, with my parents and, you know, it kind of just shaped me into who I am today, you know. Um, and I feel like it's made me stronger today, you know, being able to um, experience 
so much things at a at like a young age. What's one moment that specifically comes to mind, right? You don't gotta give us details and incriminate yourself, but just you know, talk about you know an experience that's kind of like right there that's hitting your mind. The divorce of my parents, like I felt like that, you know, made me stronger, you know, because I didn't have both my parents like growing up, you know, it was always like problems with them, and you know, but you know, it made me who I am today, you know. Um, I was able to, like, learn things myself. I felt like everything I did, I learned myself. What do you mean by, like, you learned it by yourself, right? Because there's a lot of things. I, I guess when you're young, right, you always think, like, oh, I'm doing these things by myself. I'm truly learning the ways to life through experiences, right? Because that's how you learn. A lot of people always say that you're never going to understand until you experience it yourself, right? So for you to say, like, oh, you know, I was learning on my own and teaching myself these things, right? Like, what exactly? At some point in my life, like, growing up, there wasn't really, like, that much support from my parents. So I felt like if I wanted to do something, I had to go and, you know, get it myself. I had to, like, if I wanted to learn how to, I don't know, let's say, um, do some handiwork or, you know, like, build a shelf, you know, I like, I'll tell my dad. My dad wouldn't do it, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just everything I had to learn, you know, like it, I had to go and and learn. And, and, you know, it's like like when even with music or graphic design, like graphic design, like I would tell my dad, like, oh, yeah, like, can, can you put me in this course? And he would just be like, nah, like, you know, and I would just kind of go like on YouTube and learning myself, you know, like everything. Like I never had my parents like there to like support me, you know. But I mean, that's good that you're a go getter, right? That you're setting that up for yourself and not waiting on anybody because for me i run into the same things where my parents never really taught me how to do that shit right my dad never my dad's literally a carpenter bro and he's the type of person who gets really stressed if you're in his way and he's trying to get something done so instead of you know taking the time to teach me and be patient about it his ass is like go away (laughs) let me do it i got it i'll do it which is cool, right? Because me being lazy, I'm like, all right, fuck it. You do it. I'll act like I did it, right? When my mom asked me, like, did you help him? Yeah, I helped him. I sat there and did nothing. But that's a whole separate thing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I feel like those experiences are universal, right? That we all feel like, man, I didn't get this from the people that needed to help me when I needed it. And especially when it comes from your parents, you have this idea like, man, if they couldn't help me, if they couldn't show me the right way to get things done, then who's going to do that? How do I find it? And just like I said, props to you because you were able to set out on that path and do it yourself, right? Um, A lot of the times I always think back to this, right? We're all shaped by the experiences that we've had in life, whether it's good, whether it's bad. And mainly those bad moments stick out to us, right? Just like you said, not being able to have your parents support and have people doubt you all the time. That's one of those things that's like, damn, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Why do people not look at me the way I want them to look at me, right? Eminem, Big Sean, J. Cole, they're all examples of that, right? Where they say that nobody was believing in me until I set out on a path to do it myself. Eminem went to go find Dr. Dre. Big Sean went to go find who the fuck signed him, Kanye West. 
J. Cole was handing out CDs to Jay-Z outside of Rockefeller, right? And J. Cole specifically says in a song, uh, No Role Models, he says, but then I thought back, back to a better me. Before I was a B-list celebrity, before I started calling bitches bitches so heavily, back when you could get a platinum plaque without a melody, you wasn't sweating me. And those lyrics, right, you think of, man, I think back to the times where nobody gave a fuck. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, you're the shit. I, I give a fuck about you, you know, just kind of like you're describing. People only started giving a fuck when you're doing well with Vision 55, when you're designing posters, when you're doing video work, when you're an artist. Before I was a B-list celebrity, before my name was known, I'm not A-list because I'm not fucking famous, but I'm B-list because I'm well-known. Before I, you know, you could get this plaque without a melody before I started doing the work. So I think about that personally as well, right? Because before I started doing the podcast, nobody's hitting me up to have a regular-ass conversation. That's all we do on here. We have regular-ass conversations with real people. The only difference is they're artists, right? These artists are spotlighting something different about them. It's not okay, I'm famous, so these experiences you can't have. But it's, yes, I'm a B-list celebrity, I'm an A-list celebrity, but there's still real shit going on in my life. So with this being said, man, in what ways has your self-perception been affected by the way that people view you? At first, when I like first started doing like all this, um, people, I mean, didn't support me, not even, even like from the area where I'm from. Like, people wouldn't be like, oh, like, yeah, Chapulin's doing his thing and everything. It was until, like, I finally grew a name for myself and people really started seeing what I was doing and actually, you know, actually noticing what I was doing. And, you know, they would be like, oh, yeah, like, that's Chapulin. You know, like, I went to school with him, you know, like. And it was always, like, people that I didn't really associate much with. There was people that supported me, like, you know, from the beginning, but it was always... I would say it was more like strangers, people I didn't know, people like from far. It was never like close friends, uh, close family. And I feel like sometimes you want that support from those people because those are the people that matter the most to you, you know. So now that they actually see like what I'm doing, it's like, oh, yeah, like that's my cousin or like that's my boy. Like we were boys since we were little, you know, like. And it's just kind of like I've dealt with that, you know, like I've learned how to deal with that, you know. I felt that one, bro, because there was a period of time where I was going through that and I felt so hard. Like, why do the people that are supposed to care about what I'm doing not care, but people I don't even know are supporting the most, right? And people say that a lot of the times where it's always the people far away from you that will be your biggest fans and the people closest to you won't even care. And I don't know, man, it's just like one of those things like I shouldn't care because at the end of the day, I, I am getting that support from other people. But just like you said, I want the people closest to me to do it right for you. Why do you feel like that was so important? Like the person I am, I feel like I show like a lot of love to people, you know, and sometimes you want that love from the people that you you know, care about the most, you know, I've always wanted, like, my dad to tell me, yeah, like, you know, I'm proud of you, like, I see what you're doing, you know, like, keep going, you know, and I didn't have that, you know, like, my dad, 
he cared about us and he loved us. I know he did. Uh, you know, he does, you know, but, um, he just wasn't really like an emotional person. Like somebody that would tell you like, yeah, like I'm proud of you. Like he wouldn't sit down with us and tell us like, or like, you know, do your homework type stuff, you know, like, and sometimes I feel like as a kid, you need that. You need like that love and affection, like, you know, and I feel like, you know, not having that from the people that matter the most, I, you know, sometimes it gets here, you know, but like the support was there, you know, people were supporting me, strangers were supporting me, you know, people would come up to me and be like, hey, like, you're Chapulin, right? I'm like, yeah, like, I see what you're doing, but like, keep it up, you know, and, and it's just like, when a stranger supports you, it's like, you know what, like, why am I, like, like you said, like, why am I going to feel down, you know, like, mm-hmm. the support is there, you know, like, I'm going to keep on going just so, you know, I can keep on doing what I'm doing, you know. And sometimes you even need that stranger support, right, more than you need, you know, the people closest to you. When the people closest to you say, good job, I fuck with what you're doing, yeah, it feels good, but at the same time, you don't believe it because you have that imposter syndrome. Whereas if a stranger comes up to you and tells you, like, damn, your shit's raw, you're like, damn, like, you took, you don't even fucking know me, bro, and you still took the time out of your day to check out my shit and even, you know, come up to me and say, hey, your shit is dope. I want to touch back on that, right? Just like you said with your dad. Damn, he's he's got that Mexican in him, bro, because yeah. you know how the Mexicans be. They don't want to give you any props or anything. He's real, he's real old school. My dad's real old school, like, He's a hard-headed person, like, stubborn, you know, like any Mexican dad, you know. He wouldn't hug you, bro? <laughs> he, w- he would hug me, but he would laugh, like, you know, he would be like, you know, like, side hug type, you know? Yeah. Especially when you're, I don't want to say deprived, right, because that that's, sounds a little extreme, but when it almost feels like you're deprived of that love from a parent, it's like, damn, like, how can I expect other people to love me if you can't even show me the love that I'm supposed to get from you automatically, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've always been the person that that always show love to people. So, like, you know, if I care about you, you know, I at least expect the love back, you know, like. Um, but my dad, he's just kind of been that person where, like, he would, like, you know, be like, hey, you know, like, my, I feel like my dad, it, you know, it's been a couple times where he has told me, like, I love you, you know, like. It's really rare, like, when my dad tells me that or, like, you know. Um, but I feel like over the years, my dad has, like, tried to, like, improve in that. Like, improve, like, in working on his emotions. You know, I've, he he got, like, you know, my dad's 56. 50, he's, yeah, he's 56, and, you know, he's getting older. So, like, I feel like he tries to see, like, he knows the generation is different. You know, he knows he's not in Mexico. He knows he's not, he's not in the, you know, in the 80s, you know, like, so I feel like he, like, tries to adjust to his kids. So where do you get this emotional side to them, man? Because a lot of your music is emotional, right? Just experiences I've been through, like, you know, love, like, stuff like that, you know, it all comes from, from something. I feel like each one of my songs that I make, like, means something or... Or it's something that happened to me, you know, and I just kind of, like, add certain stuff to the song that actually happened to me and, you know, just kind of base it off that. Your song that's dropping today, bro, I talk about it. What's the concept? Why did you create it? Who hurt you, bro? That song that's coming out today is called Aún Te Extraño. Um, 
that wasn't really about anybody. It was more about how I was feeling at the moment. Uh, it was I was kind of feeling like alone and angry at the time. So I just kind of wanted to do something that like was just like sad. Was just like gonna get somebody in their feels, you know. And it just the song is basically about you know like a girl that hurt a guy and you know she left him and he still misses her. You know, so it just kind of like, I guess it was in the moment where I was feeling like angry and, and kind of alone and just kind of just, it all like worked out and came out, you know. He says, sad boys for real. Let's take it back to your relationship, right, with your dad. And now we're going to hit, you know, something that's really deep to you, your relationship with Flex. I feel like they might coincide, they might not, right, because... That's why I have this question. Do you feel like your relationship with Flex was giving you what you were missing with your dad, right? Because you looked up to Flex a lot. The way that he was able to give you opportunities, he was one of the first people to believe in what you were doing and believed in it fully. I think, yeah. Uh, Flex, to me, was somebody, I think, like, key in my life. Uh, somebody that was important and still is important to me. Um, because I, I saw Flex, you know, like a father, you know. Like, you know, and it was, with Flex, it was always tough love, you know. Like, hey, like, get on your shit, you know. Like, but he always believed in me. He always believed in me. He always believed in the vision that we had. He believed in my project, you know. And, and I'm really thankful for that, you know. He opened a lot of doors for me, um, a lot of opportunities. And if it wasn't for, for Flex, I don't think, I don't know what I would be doing, honestly. How do you feel like you've continued to carry his legacy on and, you know, honor him? I know you guys just did the five-year anniversary show for Vision 55. But aside from business, right, aside from continuing Vision 55 and making sure that his legacy lives on in that way, for you personally, how have you carried it? Just kind of doing the things that... He, you know, loved to do, you know, like, you know, he, he, I think, you know, Flex loved to party. So, you know, we always partying. But um, besides that, like, you know, like catchphrases that he used to say or, you know, things he would just say to motivate us and everything. I mean, it wasn't just only business or anything like that, you know, like he would always be like, oh, you know, wake up early, you know, don't don't waste your day. And just kind of, you know, just keep going and, you know, always having him right there with me, you know, uh, even if he's not, you know, here physically. But, you know, I, I always know that, you know, he's here with me. And you even made a song dedicated to him, Hasta El Cielo. That song is actually a cover from uh, Rel's B. So, like, the B was from Rel's B. Um, I put it in, like, the description and everything, you know, and... I just like the beat, so it's kind of like the same flow from the original song. It was just my own lyrics, and I kind of like switched it up around. So, you know, I wrote that maybe like, I would say like a month after he passed away. Um, and it was just, you know, a song that means a lot to me, you know, and whenever I get the chance, you know, I put it on and, you know, just kind of listen to it. You know, in the song, you're talking about how he's always going to be with you and you know he's gonna be by your side and you're gonna make sure that you complete the dream that you guys always talked about so 
But what even was that dream, bro? For the people that obviously don't know who, uh, whoever knows you probably knows who Flex it was. But for the people who start following you in the future, right? Let them know. We always talked about like the music, like the music we like our artists, you know, would make, and like it was always the, his dream to, you know, have this company, Vision Fifty Five, on top, you know. Um, sold out shows, you know, being able to have, you know, autograph meetings. And, you know, he wanted that for everybody in the company, you know, like anybody who works in Vision or is with Vision, you know, he believed in them. Mm -hmm. he, he, he saw something in them. And, you know, that's just kind of the dream that we had was to, you know, make it out, make it out of Chicago and, you know, make this global, you know? I know how important Flex was to obviously all of you. You know, we already had that discussion with film and how it really impacted him, but it, as well as you. Uh, and losing people always puts things into perspective. You know, whenever you lose somebody close to you, it's like, damn, what, what am I really doing with my life? How can I... It almost makes you feel like, damn, all the shit I've been doing wrong... How can I continue to do that, those things in my life and not do things that will honor this person, right? Things that this person would be proud of me doing. And there's a song that came out recently by Russ. It's called Last Night. And even though the song is more so about a relationship, every time I hear it, I feel like it can almost be about a broken relationship or it can be about somebody you lost that you weren't able to say goodbye to. He says, I didn't know that last night was our last night together, did you? I didn't know today was the day I was going to say goodbye to you. Do you know that I love you? Know that I want you to stay. I didn't know today was the day I was going to say goodbye to you. And it's really like, man, I. why couldn't you have told me that this was going to be the last moment I had with you? that there was so much more that I wanted to say. There's so much more that I wanted to do. And he goes on to even talk about, like, how do I go on? You know, what am I supposed to do now that you're not here? And that that's the reason I really picked up on this song. And it's resonated more with the fact that you're losing somebody to probably death than it is, you know, losing somebody because they walked out of your life. Because when you lose somebody to death, it's like, I, I didn't even get the chance to say, like, what I needed to. I've lost people, but I feel like when I lost Flex, it was just like, you know, like, I had no words, you know. Um, he was somebody that, you know, like, like I said earlier, uh, impacted me so much. And, you know, I always sit down and think, like, man, he had these dreams, you know, like, he had this vision, like, how can I just stop and not do it, you know? I always think about it like, you know, like, Vision is a company that's been around for five years, and, you know, the amount of work and effort that we all have put in into the company, like, how can we just stop, you know? Like, we have to keep on going. We have to do this for him because it's it's something that he always wanted, you know? And, you know, yeah, you know, like, he's not here with us no more. And 
you know, it, it, it hurts me, you know, like, it hurts me, like, man, how can I do this, but without him, you know, mm-hmm. like, how, like, he needs to be here, you know, like, he, I, like, he needed to see this happen, you know, and I just kind of put it in the back of my head, like, you know what, like, I'm gonna do this for him, you know, like, we're gonna do this, for, we're gonna make this happen, and, and we're gonna make it happen for him, because this is what he wanted, and I know he would be mad if we stopped, you know, Mm-hmm. doing what we're doing today, you know, and it's just kind of like, like that motivation, he would always tell us, like, come on, let's, let's get to it, let's, let's do this, you know, and that's just kind of the person he was, he was, you know, always motivating people, I know he wants me to keep on going, and, and, you know, so everything I do, you know, is for him, you know. Do you guys feel, well, do you personally feel like what you guys have done so far has lived up to what he would have wanted? There's still so much to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you just got to be patient for, you know, like, we have the talent. We have the resources. We have the support from the city of Chicago, you know. And I just feel like it has to happen, you know. Like, it's going to happen. Nothing happens overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep on putting that work and work until somebody turns their head. And somewhere, somewhere, you know, somebody somewhere like, you know, sees the potential here, you know. And I feel like we got it, man. When all that happened, it almost felt like a reset. It almost felt like everything went backwards, right? It almost felt like you guys had to start from the beginning. Even though you had everything in place, everything that he left you guys, it's still like, okay, now we're without our leader. Who's going to take up the mantle and lead us to the promised land, the so-called promised land, right? So... For you, what do you feel like's missing now, aside from, obviously, flex? You know, you got to trust the process. You know, everybody has their time. Everybody has their moment. And I feel like one day, Vision 55 as a company, as a whole, will have its moment. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just, you know, like I said, consistency and, and, you know, keep working hard. And our moment will come, you know? And people will see that. Like, people will see, like, the the work we're putting in and, you know, like, we have talented groups, talented artists. So, you know, hopefully one day our moment will come. If you could have one last conversation with them, what would you tell them? We're going to keep, you know, working for you. And, you know, there's, I'm always going to have, you know, mad respect and, and mad love for him, you know. So, but I feel like, you know, it's something you don't really think about, like, what to say to that person, you know. Like, you, you just... You know, you don't think about that. Like, I wouldn't think about, like, well, like, if I had one last conversation with him, you know. Even aside from, you know, you losing somebody who was so close to you, you went through a whole traumatic experience yourself, right? I don't know. Is that the scar from when uh, you got shot? Nah, it's right here. Man. Go ahead and talk about that experience, bro. How has it really affected your mental health and where are you now? It's something, like, scary, you know. Like, you think about it, like, you don't know when it, your last day is going to be on this earth, you know, like, you know, I thought about it more for, like, my family, you know, like, the pain they would have to go through, you know, if something major would have happened, you know, and, you know, I'm I'm thankful for God, you know, like, I'm thankful to God, you know, for still being here, and, you know, um, it's been, you know, mentally, it's been kind of hard, you know, I have my moments where, like, if I hear, like, a, like, a loud sound, I kind of, you know, like get startled you know but um 
I always try to, you know, think positive and keep going. You know, I kind of just like, kind of try to just put that to the side, you know, like kind of not, you know, think about that. I'm just thankful that God gave me another opportunity. You know, it was like a second chance. It was like, you know, like he gave me, you know, more reason to live, you know. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like you took away from the experience? It made me realize that I had to like value life more, you know, because I feel like we all are like, we all have a purpose, you know, we all have a purpose in life on earth. And I felt like for that, you know, to happen to me, it was like, you know, God woke me up for something, you know, like it happened for a reason, you know, it didn't just happen for no reason, you know, like. So you could rap about it now, bro. So you don't got to cap in your raps, bro. I actually, I actually am working on a track about yeah. that. Um, It doesn't really talk much about me being shy, but just more about like how God gave me a second chance and how I'm still blessed to be here, you know, and kind of just like a motivational song, you know. So you guys could wait on that real soon. Hey, he said, let me plug it real quick. But, man, I really appreciate you coming on here, you know, sharing your story and being so open with us. Obviously, these are things that have happened to you throughout life that are going to shape you and going to change you every single day. And whether the experience is something that you process right now, whether it's something you process two months ago or whether you'll process it in a couple of years, it's still important to talk about and it's still important to get out there. So, man, I really appreciate you for just sharing everything that you could today. No, thank you for having me here, you know. Course, I appreciate you know. the opportunity. There you go. Well, thank you, guys. Make sure you go ahead and check out his new single that drops tonight. What's it called? I won't extraño. It's Available on iTunes, Spotify, all the platforms. That's going to be all, guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure you go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. And, man, run this shit up. Go ahead. Sad boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.